0: You are listening to The Stender with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Knopf, please visit Mikeknopf.com. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. As I introduced the service tonight, I said I wanted, one of the things I wanted us to think about was the value, the quality of sablanut, the quality of patience. And for many of us, that's actually not a surprising uh, quality or value to be invoked and discussed and focused upon uh, in a religious service. In some ways, um, religion is, in general, not just Judaism, but religion in general invites uh, quiet and contemplation, uh, patience not rushing in too quickly uh, and uh, uh, being meditative and thoughtful about, uh, about one's activities. But there's also within the Jewish tradition a sort of sacred imperative for impatience. A sacred imperative for impatience. Meaning that there may be times where patience is warranted. where are waiting things out and hoping that they get better or just kind of taking your time with things. That's necessary. There may be indeed times for that. But maybe even more often for the important things in life. The ways in which we move in our own lives and in our world, from slavery to redemption, from degradation to dignity, from lowliness to exaltation, when we move in our lives through those, through those seasons, it actually requires a significant degree of impatience to move the ball along. We learn that value in this week's Torah portion. The part of the Bible that we read this week in synagogue is known as parashat Vaera. Uh, which is the second portion in the book of Exodus, continuing the story of the book of Exodus, uh, which chronicles God's uh, decision to uh, remove the Israelites from Egyptian slavery. As a side note, this Shabbat is the 20th anniversary of my bar mitzvah, uh, and, uh, and so um, you can you can, for, that either might mean to you that I'm very old or to you that I'm not so old. Uh, but anyway, that feels, that feels significant to me. So anyway, it's the 20th anniversary of my Bar Mitzvah. I'll be chanting Haftorah tomorrow morning. It'll be just like... I actually found my Bar Mitzvah uh, Devar Torah in my files, and I was thinking about delivering that tonight, but I decided against it. Uh, it still holds up, though. It's still pretty good. All right, so anyway, Parshat Ba'era. <laughs> um, it continues the story of the exodus from Egypt. What's interesting about the narrative of the Exodus from Egypt is that that you count the amount of time. If you go through and kind of look at the chronology of the Bible, it turns out that the Israelites are enslaved in Egypt for several centuries. There are uh, liberal and conservative estimates about how much, or counts about how long the uh, Israelites were enslaved in Egypt. Uh, They go up to about 400 years. The more conservative side says it's closer to 200 years. But in any event, that's a long time to be as a people embroiled in slavery. And you would think that in that period of time, the Bible would have told us something. There would have been a slave rebellion, some kind of uprising against the injustice and uh, and, and indignity of the reality of slavery. But yet the Bible tells us no such story. Because it turns out that the Jewish people, the children of Israel, lived under slavery for these amount of centuries, and never once rose up against their masters. Never once led an insurrection. Never once until a very modicum of it is hinted at in last week's Torah portion that they groaned under their hard labor. Never once are we told that they even complained about the lot of their lives, the work that they were doing. The great Hasidic masters actually comment on that reality that we're taught in, uh, in the Torah. And Rabbi Bunam Mipeshishcha says that even though the work was hard and backbreaking, nevertheless, the people had become accustomed to the pain and to carrying the yokes that they were carrying. And so, they had lots of patience. And they saw their situation as normal, as natural. And so, we find God in this week's Torah portion saying to Moses to go and tell the children of Israel the following thing. Lachenemor, go. therefore say, leave ne say to the children of Israel, Ani Adonai, I am the Lord, ve'hotseiti etchem mitachat sivlot mitzrayim ve'hitzalti etchem me avodatam. I will take you out of the hardships of Egypt. That Hebrew word there for hardships is sivlot, which comes from the same root sevel as sablanut, which means patience. And I will save you from the harsh labor, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great wonders. And so, another incredible Hasidic commentator, Rabbi Menachem Mendel of Kotzk, says the following things. Says the following thing: "Hatzad harishon l'cherut hu avdut. The first step toward freedom is rebellion against slavery. "Lo titachen ad begalut." No one is ready for redemption until they're ready to throw off exile. So what Moses was telling the children of Israel is that God was supernaturally removing from them their propensity to be patient with their condition, to abide the injustice under which they were living. Sivlot milshon savlanut. So when God says, I will take them from the hardships of Egypt, from Sivlot Mitzrayim, it's, it uses the same language as Savlanut, patience. In other words, God says, I will remove them from patience with Egypt. Shelo so that they will no longer be able to tolerate it anymore. Zehu hayesod shemimenu tsamcha gula, And it's only from there that redemption can blossom. And I think this is so true in our own lives and in our world. That all of the redemption that we might need, all of the transformation that we might need in our life, all that we need to to grow and be the best version of ourselves to break free of that relationship that's no longer working or to go for that job that we really feel like we deserve or that raise that we really feel like we deserve or, uh, or, or to deal with injustice that's happening in our world, uh, to be sick and tired of, uh, of all of the violence that's around us or what's happening overseas, that in order to actually affect any change on any of those levels, the first step from Slavery to freedom is rejection of patience. It is a sacred imperative to be impatient. We have in our tradition embedded in our DNA a sense that we should always be questioning the status quo. Always wondering, is right now as good as it could possibly be? To never be fully patient with the way things are. Because the only way things will get better in my life, in your life, in our society, in the world, the only way things will get better than the way they are is if we cultivate a little impatience with the way things are right now. I love the way Martin Luther King puts it in the letter from Birmingham jail. He says, we know through painful experience that freedom is never voluntarily given by the oppressor. It must be demanded by the oppressed. Frankly, I have yet to engage in a direct action campaign that was well-timed in the view of those who have not suffered unduly from the disease of segregation. For years now, I have heard the word wait. It rings in the ear of every Negro with piercing familiarity. This wait has almost always meant never. We must come to see with one of our distinguished jurists that justice too long delayed is justice denied. Let us this Shabbat cultivate a little of that holy impatience, a little frustration with being told and telling ourselves to wait, and knowing that transformation too long delayed could very well be transformation.